0: Hello, the Internet, and welcome to Season 202, Episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, Ah! the production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. R.I.P. to one of the funniest humans uh, ever, Norm MacDonald. Damn, that one hurts. And Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump are still alive unrelated my name is jack o'brien aka if you like pina coladas and a mouth full of pain <laughs> if you like sweet gorgonzola and alcohol made of grain if you like throwing up at midnight <laughs> Here's some cheese that is great. Uh, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, Maine. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray.
1: Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging of you, please don't peg my man. <laughs> um, that is from panoramic view on the Discord. I'm pretty sure that's Hannah Saltis. Shout oh, out yeah. to you, Hannah. That's Thank you. Be it's been a minute. Haven't heard the, from you. Hope
0: you're good. The one word switch out that is highly impactful. Uh, Dude, Hannah just, please don't one peg the, my man again. Uh, re- reference.
1: To that Del Curry viral thread where younger people were just warning him generationally that the dating game has changed. They're pegging out here. They're pegging out here.
0: Also, there was a dress at the Met Gala that was something about like peg the patriarchy. 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 Yeah. So pegging is being like appropriated as like a feminist thing as opposed Mm -hmm. to just the thing that people like to do.
1: It was Cara Delevingne. Yeah. So shout out to her.
0: But uh, And mine was in reference to pina colada flavored cheese that uh, we covered on yesterday's episode. That is a thing that exists in physical space for some reason. Uh, well, Miles, mm-hmm. we are thrilled to be joined once again by a writer who's one of the best podcast hosts and executive producers out here doing it in the yeah. podcast game. You know him from stuff they don't want you to know. Ridiculous history. Please welcome the brilliant, the talented Ben Bowler. What?
2: Boland. You guys have me back on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you
0: catch him
2: bowling.
1: Contractually obligated, you know, because of the iHeart thing. Yeah, <laughs> we oh, love man. having you band What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> what can we say, man? <laughs> oh, thanks. AKA,
0: we were
2: obligated to have him on. Yeah. That's is it? That <laughs> no,
1: Ben boland It's always the Dipset song. Ben
2: Bowling.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so boys, what's new to
2: Chris? Oh man. Yeah, it's weird, right? Just talking about time in general. You guys know I'm I'm still located in the fair metropolis of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, um, mm-hmm. one thing one thing that's weird and new I got my eyes cut up. I got LASIK surgery. That's a weird thing. There are yeah. many more important things happening in the world. You've got those but,
0: crusty patches over your eye, like a uh, Homer Simpson after he gets the the eye <laughs> surgery. And the yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. Well, but I
2: I didn't. I was so. I could curse on this one. I was so fucking stupid, man. It didn't occur to me until I went under the laser that, oh yeah, it's eye surgery, which means you can't look away. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And so I, I had my last minute like I was a total wuss about it, and I was going, okay, hey, oh, 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 and, and the surgeon guy who who does you know does this for a living probably right. hears this all the time, you know, just like a kid who gets scared at the last minute. On a roller right. coaster, a water slide. So he just went. I know, right? And then kept going.
1: <laughs> I know it's
2: <laughs> fucked up, right?
1: <laughs> it's so bright. It's so bright.
2: But that was on. That was on. That was on me. You know, we're still over here. As people know, in the in the South, we're we're still struggling against the governor Brian Kemp. Voter suppression is a very real thing. I know out out you guys' way. There's a recall, right? Yeah, That's-
0: yeah, yeah, man. You walked still? to my local uh, elementary school yesterday, uh, as I do every day. Um, no, that's not true. But that is, yeah, voted, had a nice little walk, felt very neighborhoodly. It was, it was nice. You
1: know? Oh, you actually, you went to, you
0: filled your ballot well, out
1: there. You didn't drop off. Physical
0: space. I, I don't know. I always get nervous about the mail, mail system. Yeah, because all because
1: all the fraud going on, right? Yeah, man, I saw <laughs> yeah. I saw those big
0: pallets of votes that were being delivered for <laughs> Joe Biden. Them. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> dude. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> to. I gotta go drop mine off. I'm gonna bike over to the one of the parks. Like every park near me has a. Like it's the easiest thing. I'm more like I'm like trying to figure out which park to go to to drop off this ballot. But hey, I also had
0: to get easy. my steps in, you know. So uh, that was yeah. important.
2: All
1: right, step it up.
2: Step Ooh. it up. Did you guys hear, did you guys hear about those, uh, I I can't remember which state it was in, but I think on the GOP side, people were putting out fake ballot drop boxes. Yeah, I think that was during
0: the, during the presidential election, right? Yeah. 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 I think
1: they they felt like there was something like that in Texas that happened, but I mean, I'm sure that's going to fucking be somewhat normal. uh, Yeah. Because Republicans, like their whole thing is basically like, yeah, the the election was stolen. They're like, you won that one. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. They That's just don't bad.
0: have they don't have the numbers, so they're an insurgency, and they're trying to uh, figure out different ways to cheat. And yeah. you know, too bad uh, it's not
1: measured by like how much like like weird non FDA approved uh, COVID treatments you can down physically to make up for the loss <laughs> in numbers. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, Joe, Joe Rogan,
1: Uh Joe,
0: the, the, the hard tut tut, yeah. Well, that is going to be the first story we talk about, Ben. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. But first, just a quick run through of what we've got coming up. It is too late for you to vote, but the voting happened yesterday, as you listen to this, Mm -hmm. today, as we record it. And, you know, we don't know who won, what the turnout was like, all that good stuff. But uh, Larry Elder apparently does, because he's already claiming that knew someone and cheated. <laughs> so that's that's kind of a wild. Like
1: <laughs> come on. Just like Be on low the, with it.
0: On the playground like being like you cheated like before the first shot is taken like in basketball <laughs> right. or something. What? Huh? Uh, while you're checking oh, yeah. it up, we're going to talk about Facebook. There's some Facebook leaks that are the Wall Street Journal is uh, publishing, so we're going to talk about what those reveal. Uh, we're going to talk about the revelation in the new Bob Woodward book about just like kind of the final days of the Trump administration, just how upside down everything was, how close we came to maybe going to war just to kind of make him feel better. We'll talk about Rudy Giuliani. I mean, this could be we might have to do an entire week on Rudy Giuliani's 9-11 speech. But uh, speech. On, on the 20th <laughs> anniversary of 9-11, <laughs> this man went out there and really, he, he put one on and then uh, put one on all of us. Uh, yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about The Activist, the new reality show. that uh, fuck. All of that, plenty more. But first, Ben, we do like yeah. to ask our guest, uh, what hmm. is something from your search history?
2: uh so recently you guys know i do a show about critical thinking applied to conspiracy theories recently i did an episode that had me deep in the world of cheese which i know sounds boring but okay. it goes it, it goes with your excellent aka earlier jack so yeah. it turns out i i got this uh got this lead from someone who wrote into the show and and said hey it it's kind of weird that people in the U.S. eat so much cheese, right? And so I thought, I don't know, man. I'm very, I'm very pro cheese, you know. Yeah. And hey, I fuck you, man. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: where do <laughs> you <laughs> get off,
2: with- sir? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck <And> you. <laughs> that was
0: the end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did not look anything. What a yeah no,
2: yeah. I, I wake up so quick, you know. I was like, "What's your phone number?" And I called him, and I was like, "Where the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck are you at?" <laughs> yeah. 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 Who you Jay think you are. Big yeah. cheese sucks, <laughs> but uh, uh. but is, but what I found out was quite interesting. It turns out there is a real big cheese. There there is a cheese conspiracy, oh, yeah. a cheese conspiracy to make people eat more cheese, and it dates back to like the power of the dairy industry in the 1920s and 30s. Uh, and there is a concerted effort to. Push the public into consuming more cheese, even if the US public doesn't particularly want it, because they got all this excess milk, right? So they have mm-hmm. to turn it to something that can stay edible for longer. And then they have a bunch of cheese and they're like, what are we going to do with this cheese? So, a semi, uh, like a, I guess you call it private public thing called the National Milk Producers Federation and then the National Dairy Promotion Board, they get to be a lot of acronyms, but what they essentially did is they started sending scientists to these various companies, you know, like Taco Bell and any pizza place, and they were infiltrating it, and their whole job was to be like, you know what would be badass here if we just just put some more cheese on it, you know? I mean,
0: unfortunately, they weren't wrong. Uh, that that did make it better but yeah this was there's we we've talked about this before on the show that like the michael moss this investigative reporter wrote a book called salt sugar fat about like the history of how fast food companies and just all food companies used science to basically make food addictive which is the real reason that we have the problem a lot of the health problems that we do but one of the details one of the stories was like they had a surplus beat when skim milk got popular they had a surplus of milk fat stored in like caves that were like yes. cold and they just like you basically got rid of it by like getting dominoes to like add extra cheese on their food and shit Exactly.
2: yes yes dude it's uh it's all the work of something called dairy management inc and uh at since they started you know, like getting into, just in Taco Bell, for instance, since they started getting involved with that company, cheese use increased 22%, which is nuts, because Taco Bell's already very much about cheese, and I don't yeah. mean that as a ding. I'm pro, yeah. you know, put more of that shit on. I'm part of the problem now, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Except they
1: took away the Mexi melt. That had a lot of cheese in it. And yeah. the Mexican pizza. Ugh. <laughs> anyway. But what's funny is, like, at the end of, like, 2018, there was that story that, like, we had over, like, almost 1.4 billion pounds of surplus cheese just stockpiled in the U.S. because they're like, what the fuck? We and they all can point to the fact that people are drinking less milk, so they're having to make more cheese to be like, well, we can't just throw this shit away. And it's like, "Uh, why don't you ramp this shit down yeah. rather than just sit it We're not going to hit a point where we're like, oh, guys, the, our strategic cheese stockpiles <laughs> are running low. Like, come yeah. on now.
0: I mean, the... One of the like big kind of facts that we know about American diet that is like kind of undisputable is that heart disease went down during World War Two because of dairy rations. Like <laughs> like <laughs> yes. across the board and the dairy industry is powerful enough that they just got that shit shut down so that it wasn't a big story. But yeah, so shout out to the dairy farmers. Uh the Less overtly sinister big oil of America
1: <laughs> yeah, big fart yeah, yeah.
0: what is uh, what's something you think is overrated?
2: You know I, I was going through my list of overrated things, which is alphabetical and I got I got two for you. I don't know if we'll we'll agree on the first one, but I think the Met gala this year struck me struck me as kind of disassociated. From the world, and I felt bad because I love museums, but I was like, there's a lot of other shit going on, you know, and there's so much money involved in this. And could that money go somewhere else? So maybe it's just me being a curmudgeon. I don't know what do, what do you guys think about that? Like, I, I don't want to be people should do what they want with their money, I guess, you know, and it's it's kind of high-roading folks to say, like, oh, how much did that cost? Blah 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 blah. And I loved I loved the AOC dress, tax the rich. Right. Right. And there was there was another one we were talking about earlier that I uh what was that? There was another uh,
0: Levine, Peggy, oh, pegging patriarchy. The patriarchy. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, that one. Uh but I I don't know. I felt like maybe there was a, a disconnect. It felt a little like hunger gamesy with all yeah. the stuff people have been through. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I
0: feel like the Met Cal is always uh, you know, when the like, most wealthy, like, are like, okay, let's, this is where we get to dress up, like, the capital in Hunger Games.
1: Yeah, let's do, it's called 1% or Halloween. Yeah, exactly. And it <laughs> happens the... in New York every <laughs> year. It's not for poor people, because you can't afford a $40,000 ticket, or wow. whatever it costs. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's It's, you know, everyone's trying to do what they can do. Mm-hmm. Some things seem meaningful other things like you know at the same time like i'm just me personally i'm not as interested in the met gala as i used to be Mm -hmm. so i i forgot it happened until i saw the pictures going i was like oh right 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 right
2: right okay that's a thing yeah so yeah i I don't know what the, the
1: audience is exactly
2: yeah that i mean that's a good point again like i i i'm I love museums, and the first thing I did was I i had not really known much about this event, and so I was like, all right, what are they raising money for? You know what I mean? Because if they're raising money for, like, literacy, or they're raising money to combat disease or something, then I'm the one being an asshole, right? So I had to, mm-hmm. I had to check that real quick, and it goes to, it's fundraising for the Costume Institute of the Met. Anyway, I... I shouldn't yuck somebody's yum. You know what I I mean? Fashion is
0: important and cool and like a totally valid art form. And I think like historic fashions are are very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. They got like
2: seven centuries worth in their their collection. So it's, I think it's a repository of some amazing human feats, which is why I had a second answer for overrated. And I'm sure it's something that's been on the show before, it's definitely not a hot take. I think monarchies are overrated. Again, I stuck with the M's on the list. Uh-huh. Right? just like in general, monarchies I feel like are overrated. And a lot of folks who live in monarchical societies have very clearly told me that they disagree with, oh, with really? that with that what? idea. Yeah, because there's this symbolism, you know, and there's this culture, there's this tradition, this defines our, you know, group identity or whatever. But also, I have to point out there are some there are some royals who would tend to agree with that because they left in, in the case of the UK, right? And they moved right. to Canada, I think, and, and California, California, yeah. and uh, I I don't know, you know, maybe one of my friends was telling me I was being a jerk about this because he was like, you know what it is, dude? I think you're just mad that you weren't born into a wow. monarchy. Because wow. then you'd be all about it.
1: They hate us because they ain't us. That are right. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's, I it's had a
0: yeah. I had a moment during the Trump presidency where I started wondering if monarchies are better because they like separate out the pageantry and like the like. There's something almost like spiritual about like the what, like the role of the monarchy and mm. it, but they're completely powerless, which is like now nowadays which I think is nice so that you just have bureaucrats who are in the leadership roles and not somebody who, like, you're trying to ascribe this, like, religious, like, aura around, which I, th- I think America has the monarchy and the prime minister role kind of combined into a single position in the president. And that's yeah, the bad first for family. our country. Yeah, no, But, yeah. yeah, also the monarchy is kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I mean, we look, you're gonna get the, the same problems place. either way, because right. yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> the end of the I mean, day, no matter who you think's in power, there's plenty of information out there to tell you who's really in power. And then you go from there because it's, yes. it seems like there, no one is like, seems more or less susceptible to this kind of stuff. But I don't know. It's, I'm mm-hmm. like, I got a Yeah. We have like ours is like the, the first family and the, mm. it's just put in, everyone just thinks no one can do wrong there because yeah. you're the <laughs> president. Like there is this weird default that the president could never do anything wrong when you say things like presidents are most, they're, you know, they're war criminals. If you really look at all on paper, they're committing, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't, let's not talk about it. Not my president. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, there's a reason that the U.S. has never agreed to giving the International Criminal Court any sort of jurisdiction and pump the brakes real quick if the conversation ever gets within a mile of that direction. But I like, I see what you're saying. There's also definitely a valid argument that the U.S. in practice is an aristocracy. It has a lot of aristocratic values, you know, like to your point, Miles, follow the money to find the power, things like that. It, It goes quickly into some cynical, possibly conspiratorial territory, but that does not make it Untrue, and uh, right, and you know that, Jack. The thing about that uh, powerless, what you say, rel- relatively toothless idea of a monarchy, like a constitutional monarchy or right. some other kind of caveated monarchy. If I remember the law correctly, in the case of the United Kingdom, the Queen can technically do a lot of stuff, like can make a decree or can change the law, but it's phrased some something like, comma. With the understanding that they won't actually do this, right, right. Which is,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was uh, the Earl of Montbatten in the Crown, like the last season of the Crown. There was a like planned coup that they were trying to get like this very popular-ish like Lord aristocrat to organize, but they would need the sign off of the Queen, which seems <laughs> crazy. You're <Be> Like <laughs> if we get the Queen, we're good. So yeah, I mean, it's not it's not perfect, but. Yeah. In practice what is uh what's something you think is underrated
2: all right it happened i played dungeons and dragons mm. the, sh- the <laughs> shit's awesome i uh yeah uh, <laughs> i i uh i i know it depends on you know the personalities the folks you you interact with right mm. but it was it was a pretty cool experience for me because i growing up was not super good with or at people so the only time i had played dungeons and dragons and this is a true story i had i had the books and i made up like four characters and then i played the game by myself which was hey, just the wow. weirdest thing so it's different when there are other people and i i i uh, i i had a lot of fun i don't think i'm going to end up being like you know like a mover and shaker in the world of Dungeons and Dragons if such a thing exists but yeah. but yeah it was cool it was cool and i was uh i was surprised so if anybody else has played that game i would i would be interested in hearing their experiences i mean miles when i said that you you got to you were like oh, what's what's going on no here? i was just
1: thinking of like how i as a kid i remember there i had like older family friends i would play it and i was just too young to like have the pay like w- imagination or will to endure like what was happening <laughs> right. so i remember being like man fuck! i'm gonna play fucking <laughs> duck hunt like i can't <laughs> fucking keep up with this shit And yeah. then like later on like when i would see actual people like having fun with it, i was like oh damn like yeah I'm, I'm i missed that boat i mean i played magic the gathering uh that oh, was yeah. probably the closest i got to to that kind of thing but I feel like you'd make a good Dungeon Master, you know, with your voice and stuff like that. Oh, he'll, yeah. he'll be hit. You say you're not a mover and shaker. They'd be like, come on, man, hit us with those sultry tones.
2: Man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I have the experience, though.
0: The only thing that I ever knew about Dungeons and Dragons yeah. I learned from uh, Mazes and Monsters, the oh, Tom yeah. Hanks movie yeah. in which Dungeons and Dragons uh, kills somebody, I believe. And I was like, that's... More than enough, thank you. I will uh, <laughs> not be partaking. Too risky for me. Yeah. But mm. I actually just watched E.T. again, and the beginning of that is Elliot, who's just like the cutest kid that's ever been on camera, like in a movie before, but he's uh, like too young to play Dungeons & Dragons with his older brother and his older brother's friends. Yeah, so that was Just remind me. me. Uh. To you, man. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back. and we're back. And so the California recall officially happened yesterday. But the day before that, I believe Larry Elder, the person who is most likely to unseat Gavin Newsom, if Gavin Newsom does get voted out, had already published a web page that was claiming that Gavin Newsom cheated when he won the election that hadn't happened yet. Yeah. So, okay.
1: Getting out in front of it, you know? Because yeah. he said before, he's like, I suspect there will be shenanigans in that mm-hmm. we are mathematically outnumbered by almost two to one. Uh, that's <laughs> shenanigans, not math. right? And then this whole thing is, like their they're point-by-point thing of like on his anti, anti-voter fraud website, there's just this line that says, these anal- statistical analyses have detected fraud in California, quote, resulting in Governor Gavin Newsom being reinstated as governor. She came out Monday. So wow. a lot of people were like, sure i guess this is just purely how things are gonna be run for like like trumpist type gop candidates and again this is like the the a bad i would say trend for republicans because they're showing now that they're not always like these nailed on winners that they were like while trump was in office that like especially in something that's like competitive and requires you to actually appeal to someone who isn't just your maga base just saying stuff like Oh, like, you know, he said, like, women aren't as smart as men or like there's no uh, there's no fucking wage gap between the genders or shit like that. you are not you're 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 starting to uh, make the filter a bit finer and not many people are going to be part of the movement. So, you know, this is I but again and But again, this is also a very Trumpy move, which is sort of like predict your loss and then just already be ready to de- explain it away because it wasn't your fault. It's because of fraud and hacking and things. like yeah.
0: that. <laughs> And I mean, all claims that his base is going to fully believe and uh, react to as though the election was stolen. Like, uh, it's a uh, this is like a real a real problem. As long as we yeah. like have the major structures in place that we currently do, where like, as you said yesterday, Miles, like there there is a huge portion of the population that gets there. News from Facebook groups, and mm-hmm. that is going to continue to be a problem until that's no longer the case. But yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, phew. even look at like the people who are willing to believe Larry Elder's allegations, right? Even before they've even been borne out by like reporting the results of the election. It's it's all the QAnon supporters. They are definitely. They apparently there's like a Q drop from 2018 that said something about like, when are we going to talk about voter fraud in California? And they've many QAnon believers have hung on to that to say, like, see, this is what we this is what we're talking about. This is because in in the conspiracy, California is actually like there's more Republicans than Democrats in California, according to them. So like the only way Democrats win California is because of cheating, because they know this place isn't some lib hot spot this right. is real america okay and so they're yeah they're thinking here is that okay gr- got it if we if like looking at this election and larry elder's exposing fraud that is going to be the domino piece that triggers trump being reinstated because if we prove there's fraud in california then that'll extend to the general election in which case there could be electoral votes that could have gone to Trump, and which means they have to look at the other states and it it can only be
0: yeah.
2: one
1: outcome so they've wrapped up their own like fantasies into even this recall election
2: so is it like the conspiracy is so deep that republicans are disguising themselves as democrats when they vote in california like how does the is the math a conspiracy or what Nah,
0: like, man they don't need to like everyone i know is a republican so yeah. how come they're not asking me how, <laughs> how, how many
1: libs yeah. do you know like really right. exactly like freaky people with purple hair yeah, i don't I barely right. see him out and, and also
0: <laughs> all of their friends on Facebook, like Facebook, uh-huh. as we're going to talk about, oh, like, yeah. and Instagram and Twitter, mm-hmm. they are filtering everything down to like-minded people posting about things that you agree with. Yeah.
1: Um, the other uh, thing is, you know, the, the even like <laughs> there are some, you know, Anons, the believers out there that are like on the ground and they're kind of like bummed out by the fact that they're not seeing any fraud. This one person posted in a forum said, quote, I'm working in the election. So far, I have not spotted any physical fraud in my county. Most workers are trying their best, but I'm very suspicious of Dominion, (laughs) the voting (laughs) machine maker. Like, that's all they could kind of give to be like, but I'm suspicious of this machine. And then other people are starting to scratch their little woolen heads with confusion (laughs) because they say, so now we need a third time. We have November 3rd. We have the Georgia Senate runoffs. Now we need California. Is there a point that around here that the question can be raised? I'm not sure. Patriots are in control. Are oh. we the sheep?
2: Oh boy, mm. Mm. <sighs> always happen. Oh. I don't
1: think so, but I mean, are we the sheep for letting this go on? Are are we the ones being gaslit? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I
0: not mean, by the people you think.
2: No, yeah. But yeah well, it's, also it's, taking those taking those suggestions or taking those cue drops. As you can imagine, I've had no end of correspondence about this. And that that's such a vague thing to say, like the state that would be legitimately one of the world's top five economies, if it were an independent country, is going to have complications with voting. Okay, Nostradamus, right. you know, <laughs> nice yeah, one. Right. you know. Right. That's <laughs> like, that's, I, I, I think it's ridiculous to treat that as though it is somehow prescient or specific, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, there they'll be. I'm, I think they'll be disappointed. It's funny how I mean well, uh, the polling seemed to suggest that there was really a very difficult for the recall effort to be pulled off. But who knows? who knows? And yet,
0: I feel not confident at all that when people are listening to this, it won't be like Elder pulls it off. Like oh God, uh, the no one's fucking showed again. up. Yeah. The Zeiking
2: yeah. is like, guys, I wish I could be back there with you all yesterday right <laughs> yeah
1: a, yeah in a pre-elder world
2: well let's talk about
0: facebook because as we mentioned it's all related the wall street journal is in the process of uh, publishing a bunch of internal documents from facebook that basically confirm what we've suspected from the outside but what uh, facebook you know goes out of their way to deny i like is... can't
1: hear you at a senate hearing huh? <laughs> <laughs> what, was uh, that? what was the question say again uh,
0: so the last two drops basically center around the practice of whitelisting certain VIP accounts and not like a handful, like five million, I believe it is. Mm, yeah, over five million. And then also just they're fully aware of the harm that is being caused by Instagram to young people.
1: Yeah. And it's like, again, people can looked at Facebook and said, why is this account allowed to post this? Like, and many people have been like, I've had shit taken down because I said happy birthday, like, and they right. thought something was up. I don't understand why someone can put stuff like just straight up misinformation. And it turns out there they had of a program called cross check or X check, which was meant to be like a quality control initiative program to, you know, like that was like made to sort of make sure that high profiles or high profile accounts weren't getting dinged. By like you know just sort of like their their less than refined like sort of algorithmic process of uh, content moderation, but really what this ended up doing is that it just sort of took a lot of these VIP users, which are like celebrities, politicians, journalists, athletes, and it just shielded them from the normal enforcement process. And so like you know these, some of these people that were like whitelisted, which means like there was no they can't get got by any of the enforcement things, were doing things like for example there you know Neymar the soccer player. It allowed him to show nude photos of a woman who had accused him of rape to tens of millions of his fans before the content was moved by Facebook. It was on Instagram. It was shared a ton. And people were like this is at the very least revenge porn, like whatever, however you want to take the details of the allegations like this can't stand. But it was because he's a huge account and it was whitelisted. Other whitelisted accounts in the past have said things like vaccines are deadly. Or Hillary Clinton covered up pedophile rings, quote unquote. These are the kinds of sort of stories that you see that are on Facebook, but just fall through because some people's stature is just so high that they don't want to get involved. Because in in one of the slides in these like internal presentations, there's like a lot of back and forth between the employees of Facebook and like the board and things like that. And one of the things that it seemed clear is that this whole process of whitelisting these bigger accounts was because they wanted to avoid, quote, PR fires.
2: Mm -hmm. PR fires? Okay.
1: I mean, that is
0: how they deal with everything, right? Is they let a fucking genocide happen, like where they are the primary tool that is being used, and then they apologize for it. They put out the fire, but it's always reactive. It's never thinking in any complex way about how their platform is being used right yeah, because we, the yeah. you
1: know it's like with if candace owens wants to post some inflammatory nonsense it'll it'll cook for a second before they do anything because to them that's better than them doing something and then her saying facebook is you know fucking censoring us and that's <laughs> all it like they they have completely abdicated any sense of responsibility over their platform and what the you know the byproducts are of this. Like lack of enforcement, it's
2: it's nuts. But too, because the um, what I think it, that's a a really astute explanation. Because one of the things that I immediately thought was okay, they're trying to keep their social media high rollers happy. If you look at social media like a casino, so they're gonna they're gonna bend the rules because they get. Added like credibility and clout for being the internet home of, of a celebrity. It does not matter who uh, or whom, and it doesn't matter what the, you know the politician's views are. Uh, this also was terrible timing on their side because I'm sure you guys noticed this. Facebook came out with some super creepy glasses yeah. recently, right? There, it's their take on the Google Glass, and so. The, one of the big deals is, you know, what happens with this information? Is this camera off? And uh, the the issue is that that kind of technology could be amazing in the future, but it's kind of a poison pill for it to come from Facebook, which yet again got caught out, red-handed, being extremely duplicitous, mm-hmm. you know? And anytime you ask, like you guys said, anytime someone asks or tries to hold the organization accountable, it's always, huh? How's that?
0: That's an, an interesting there? question. Let me explain why Facebook is a metaverse company and more than a social media <laughs> um, company. Wait, what?
1: No, I asked you if this—if you know—if it's doing harm to young children.
0: So the metaverse, Miles, yeah.
1: okay. is, uh, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> is. what people are saying this, but this is their whole strategy: is they know what's happening, and then when they're in public, you just downplay the fuck out of it. And <laughs> I don't think that could be clearer, especially as it relates to the second, you know, drop of documents, which had to do with. Their own research into Instagram and its negative effects on teen girls. They've out loud many times we've heard things like, you know, there this this is probably a broader issue, but the, the, I don't you know I don't know what the exact connection is. We we have done some research, but it's you know we're not it's we're not troubled by it. Meanwhile, internally, they are showing people slides that say social comparison is worse on Instagram because they're saying that sort of they did a dive into teen girl body image issues and different platforms saying that TikTok is short video and it's grounded in performance while users on snapchat is about you know they they have jokey filters that keep the focus on the face in contrast instagram focus heavily on the body and lifestyle the features that instagram identifies as most harmful to teens appear to be at the platform's core the tendency to share only the best moments, a pressure to look uh, perfect and an addictive product can send teens spiraling toward eating disorders, an unhealthy sense of their own bodies and depression, according to their internal research. Wow. It warns that the Explore page, which serves users, photos and videos curated by an algorithm can send users deep into content that can be harmful.
0: And the for anybody who's like, well, at least they're doing the research and looking at this stuff the way article after article about the internal culture of Facebook reveals that the person who does this research and brings it to them or initiates the research in the first place that person gets ignored their projects don't get funded the person who introduces the thing that boosts you know how much time people are spending on the app or like how much they're interacting with a feature those are the people that get promoted and it's just hmm. it's a completely like at a cellular at the like level of DNA the company is just incapable of doing the right thing on this yeah. front.
2: Isn't there argument also something like, gosh, this is really complicated, okay? We've got yeah. a lot of like Competing voices, we're we're hearing them out, you know, right. uh, and we're we're we, you know we're comparing these things very carefully, like all the kind of you know Weasley things. I hear you type things to say, um, right. but it sounds to me if this is if this is a pattern that has been similar to other companies in the past, like maybe oil companies or tobacco companies. Uh, And I I, don't think that's an unfair comparison. If it's similar to the way they handled research, then it sounds like they're looking for that needle in the haystack thing that kind of furthers, you know, their ideology or the way they would like to be portrayed in public. So they'll Mm -hmm. go past 99 studies that all agree to find the one that says like, well, Instagram is actually, you know, good for capybaras or something. I do think it makes your body stronger.
3: And I do think
0: comparisons to tobacco and even fast food, even though, like, the food industry is still, you know, basically doing doing bad things. But I think it almost understates the problem because of how these social media companies have basically taken over advertising, which is such a massive industry, and, like, Mm -hmm. changed the face of just, like, how uh, companies think about, like, consumers. It's going to be incredibly difficult to kind of reverse any of this and it's also a problem that shows up in people's mental health and mental health is not a thing that you can like draw one-to-one comparison to like you can on like smoking causing cancer you know it's mm-hmm. gonna it'll be easy for them to come up with their own research uh, you that, can't, well, that's not a it. problem yeah
1: yeah, and, and that was the thing when you know Zuckerberg was up and testifying in front of the Senate, they were like, "Yeah, can we see your research into this topic? Like, you know, like we're really curious from your perspective what you're seeing." And later on, they got this like letter that had nothing to do with what they asked for, and they <sighs> said, "Let me um, tell
0: you about the metaverse."
1: Many challenges with conducting research in this space. "Quote: We are not aware of a consensus among studies or experts about how much uh. screen time is too much."
3: Uh, mm-hmm. okay
1: mm-hmm. they also told mm-hmm. the senators that uh, their internal research is proprietary and quote kept confidential to promote frank and open dialogue and brainstorming internally even though these leaked dialogues show there was no frank and open dialogue it was like and mm-hmm. right yeah you know mm-hmm. it's just a, so you know they know what they're doing and they keep doing it you know i'm not sure what else we'll find out during the course of all these uh, like as this investigation kind of plays out from the wall street journal but I'll be shocked if it's anything positive. And you, you'd hope that for people who have the responsibility to look at things like this, to regulate them, you'll be like, Oh my God. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. God, they are yeah. they're just, they're, they just see how much revenue they get from advertising and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I get why it's a lucrative product for people who m- make products because yeah. th- the way Facebook says like, yo, I can get in the fucking head of the most specific person right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. who who you want to sell this orange basketball to Brett. someone who's five, three and is a polyglot with uh-huh. uh who went to college on the West coast, say less. And what's the fucking point? anymore? like, it's cause, and we talk, I mean, it's like a trope on Twitter all the time and on social media, everyone laughs about it. It's like, Oh my God, man, I just bought 900 things off Instagram or like these Instagram ads are fucking like, they're speaking, speaking right into my head. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah because they've built all this psychographic data through the platform.
0: Yeah, that every time, like, that happens, you are basically losing free will, handing it over to Facebook, basically, to make decisions for you. And, you know, I'm not begrudging people for making that choice, but it just sucks. It's a shitty situation that we found ourselves in. It's a shitty
2: choice to have to make in the first place, you know? And and, uh, I would highly... I highly recommend checking into ad blockers there there are different extensions you can get that will they used to take them away all, all entirely right but they can at least mitigate some of that experience and mm-hmm. you know there's I, I don't know if there's a way to like screw the lid of pandora's jar back on in this regard like s- social media has replaced so many things for people. In some cases, it's replaced human interaction. In some cases, it's replaced like your source of news. And it is it is profit driven, right? It's it's not for the people. Aren't thinking uh, how can this pervasive persuasive technology make the world a better place? They're not thinking about that. They're like, who who would buy this bidet? What do you right. guys think? Is it mm-hmm. is that guy from earlier? Say less. Mm. Yeah, it <laughs> turns out it's me.
0: Uh, all right, let's take a <laughs> quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. I just saw a quote from Governor Newsom's team that says, no scenario we lose. So, I can basically take that to mean that that they have lost uh, by the time you're listening to this and uh, apologies (sighs) to the future. All right. (laughs) Let's talk uh, really briefly about the latest revelations in this Woodward book, uh, Peril, uh, about the kind of transition from Trump to Biden. One of the revelations is that China was convinced that because Trump was getting belligerent, just leading into the election, as he kind of faced the possibility that he might lose, that, you know, the U.S. government was unstable, the transfer of power was up in the air, and he was, you know, starting to talk shit about starting a war with China or Iran. And to the point that one of the generals had to call his Chinese counterpart and say, this is a quote. I want to assure you that the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay. We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. That shit was. So, first of all, that's just like what, what you say. Like, that sounds like a publicist talking about, about a person who is just like, you know, been checked in somewhere. But that was before the attacks of January 6th at which point they were certain something bad was going to happen because they were witnessing what was clearly an attempted coup to everyone outside of the country. I feel like because we still live in this country with, like, Fox News and Trump supporters, we're probably, like, uniquely insulated from the truth of, like, how dangerous that situation was. But after January 6th, China... Was freaking the fuck out, uh, and the military had to like actually make changes to delay military exercises. So in this second call to address Chinese fears about the events of January sixth, General Milley promised, "We are one hundred percent steady. Everything's fine, but democracy can be sloppy sometimes." Oh, okay. and Ooh, that didn't and work. Well, you know, it's us. they it's were the US. still rattled. <laughs>
2: <laughs> bunch They're, of rascals. That's yeah, us. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: He also felt the need after that call to confirm with the people responsible for physically launching nuclear weapons that he had to be involved with the process. Like he was like, OK, so just so we're clear, let's run it through. He could come in here, start telling you to launch nukes at China. But you have to bring me into the room, too. Like, I have to be involved in that conversation. And so, the, And by the way, this is somebody that was appointed by Trump. So this is yeah. not a yeah. deep state actor from like the Obama administration the head of the CIA also a Trump appointee was of the opinion that America was on the way to a right wing coup so yeah it was as bad as it as it looked basically is what mm-hmm. is what you're hearing like literally this is a quote the CIA director Gina Haspel for instance reportedly told Millie quote we are on the way to a right wing coup uh, <laughs> so yeah. Oh,
1: what do you know, Gina Haspel, you black site operator? Right. Uh, I know a thing or two about seeing a coup, okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know? The one thing right. that, the that CIA. they do know is uh, yeah. this yeah. sort of shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I it's true. Everybody outside of the United States knew that. They agree. Right. Right. No one was ever like, nobody was saying, well, you know, democracy can be sloppy sometimes. They're like, what the fuck is happening over there? Yeah. And then imagine like all the tense geopolitical shit that's already up in the air. Right. And very, in many cases, very much like just a few bad calls or a few misinterpretations from going very wrong very quickly. You see that and you're like, well, can we like, I don't think people often understand in the United States that peaceful transfer of power is one of the the sort of golden geese of, of any nation state. And it's not, it, it feels like it's a sure thing for a lot of people who grew up here because it almost always was. But that never guarantees that it will be the case the next right. time that power yeah. is transferred. And like other countries are very, very familiar with this. And this is like, Anytime you hear about an election coming up in any country, you can be you can be a hundred percent certain that the world's intelligence agencies and the big corporations are keeping a close eye on it. Because if shit's gonna go wrong, that's when it's most likely to happen. And like I I I, I agree with you. I think people don't know just how dangerous, or maybe don't want to admit just how yeah. dangerous, how close this was. I mean, is it is it like Cuban Missile Crisis level close? I yeah. I don't don't think that's hyperbolic to say.
0: Yeah, that's what Evans always says when he went over to Kiev to, like, after that, the Ukraine capital, like, kind of devolved into a civil war. Like, the thing he kept hearing was people being like, I can't believe it happened here. We never thought it could happen here. And it's just what when it's another country, it's just like, yeah, that's what happens in other countries, because that's the international news that we get. But when it's your country, you're like, well, I have a... uh." wealth of experience that tells me that our country does not devolve into a coup. And I also, it's now part of a political, like, discourse as to whether that was even what I saw. So it just, like, (laughs) also, and this is going to surprise you guys, uh, it turns out Mike Pence uh, is a spineless weasel. He was definitely considering overturning, upending the election certification even spoke to, and this is terrifying, that the fate of our country was in these two guys' hands. He had a conversation with Vice President Dan Quayle, uh, oh, who oversaw wow. the certification of the 92 election, uh, in which he was on the losing ticket, and appeared in that conversation open to going along with Trump's plan, uh, pushed the false claim that Arizona's voting systems or voting results were wrong. Uh, and asked where, whether there was any way he could delay certification. So it was it was on the fucking table. Things almost went as bad as we had feared. They they could
2: go. And Dan Quayle is still alive.
0: Yeah, still out here doing I it. I didn't know that. From that, let's uh let's talk Rudy Giuliani. Mark Millie also makes an appearance in this one. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Look at that, two for two.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh. I mean, he had a he had a great evening on the 20th anniversary of nine eleven. He went to Cipriani, you right. know, a nice dinner and his Christmas, he, you know, he we got the Christmas, most he has drunk I think we've ever seen him. You know, he's had some remarkable appearances on Fox where he was a little bit, uh, you know, animated, yep. a it little is, sloppy yeah. with his pronunciation Man, but this democracy. is clearly something else. So something that was just on such a level that he had to do an interview with the Daily Mail the next day to like clear up what like people immediately believed after. after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's check out one of his well, the thing that really caught a lot of people in the UK's attention when he was talking about you know kind of the his interaction with Queen Elizabeth <laughs> when he was given a, a, an, a an honor after nine eleven.
3: She said, "You did you." He did a wonderful job on September 11. And therefore, I'm making you an honorary knight, commander of the royal something rather. I turned down a knighthood because if you took a knighthood, you had to lose your citizenship. I know Prince Andrew is very yeah, questionable mm-hmm. now. I never went out with him. Ever. Never, never had a drink with him.
1: Was like never women. was
3: with a woman or a young girl with him. Ever, ever. One time I met him in my office. And one time when we had the party, right, Bernie, you were there.
1: Okay. Uh, well, wow. So I
2: never Bernie had Carrick. a drink with him. <laughs> he did a voice. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> he, he later, <laughs> this is this fucking interview that he said he defended that Clu- the Queen Elizabeth thing. He was just saying, like, he's like, I wasn't mocking the queen. Okay, first of all, it was, quote, an interpretation that's totally unfair. I use an English accent. And he goes on to say, and I have never mocked it. I imitate Churchill sometimes.
0: He's, you know, wow. he has, he's like, I have a sick English accent. Like, sue me. <laughs> I am hilarious when I do an yeah. English accent. That his English accent sounds like he's got, like like you shit in his mouth like it's it <laughs> yeah like, like that
1: i mean
3: the way he,
1: the way he kicked that off was a little look two out of ten on the attempt rudy sorry right uh, and he again he wanted to clarify he was not drunk okay he said quote i am not a drunk i don't think i've ever been publicly drunk in my life the last time i was was probably in college i like to drink scotch and have cigars That's where it probably comes from. I drink moderate amounts of scotch. I mostly drink scotch because I like to have it with cigars. I didn't have a cigar last night. And this is a caricature that the left is trying to put on me. I can't remember the last time I was drunk. And I'm not just going to put up with it anymore. I've got to do something about it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh
2: It sounds like halfway through saying that denial, he started thinking about scotch. Right. And just (laughs) like imagining scotch.
1: Right. Just moderate amounts of Scotch. I love Scotch, especially yeah. from the Highlands. Uh especially You know, there's yeah. just nothing like it. Just uh, like a six Pete.
2: PM. night, peat, Nice right. peat to it. You know.
1: And he continued the the I don't know the theatrics, the 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 tirade, the slam dunking upon of people. But this time he, I don't even know where this one is exactly going. This one he clearly has bad feelings about General Mark Milley, who we were just talking about. And likes to call him Miley, okay? Because that's how he emasculates him, I guess.
3: Miley? How did, how's that guy a general? Jesus. The other day, he said that the Bagram Air Force Base is not strategically important. I wanted to grab his, what do you have, five stars, ten stars, twelve stars? He has so many stars that are coming up into his ears. I wanted to grab his stars, shove it down his throat, and say, it's 400 miles from China, asshole. (laughs) China is going to be our enemy for the next 40 years. You have an airbase 400 miles from them, and you're giving it up, idiot. What the hell is wrong with you? Who paid you?
1: Uh, Donald Trump? Wow. But. (laughs) People
0: like you can also just feel the crowd is like scared a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. Cuz like, it's Yo. about
1: 911 and he's like <laughs> who
0: please
2: oh, yeah. you I, asshole?
0: I totally forgot that was supposed to be about 911. <laughs> oh, Sorry. The Prince God. Andrew thing was like but that that performance that we just heard wonderful, but the Prince Andrew thing was why do we think he started talking about Prince Andrew? Has he been alleged to be involved in the Prince Andrew stuff?
2: Is uh, he just... I think it. Yeah, it's some at some level, or maybe he's just trying to get in front of it, like uh, like you guys said with Elder. Wow. But Prince Andrew is currently embroiled in the ongoing legal oh, I dispute, know. Yeah. right? Of whether just... he actually got served those papers, so it might be <sighs> maybe
1: because him and Dershowitz team up so much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that. There's call.
2: there's connective
1: tissue. And it's I mean, he's been photographed with Prince Andrew before.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With it's him. just such a like guilty dog barking first kind of cliche. Right. You know what I right. mean? It's like if if you meet somebody and the first thing they say is like, look, you can uh, sometimes helicopters go missing. And that's the first right. thing they say. You're like, what the fuck is up with you with helicopters, <laughs> oh, bro? Geez, <laughs> and like, Ask about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah and-
1: it's there's something about the, also just like his delivery of it too, like he's saying it like it's a, like it clearly made the room feel weird too because everyone's like, yeah, Prince Andrew is oh. like an alleged like sex criminal, yeah, and he's like, I never party with him, right? Come on, folks, hey, <laughs> okay. I didn't just got once, you were there, right? Bernie. And then they thought everybody was like, yeah, Rudy, like you're, <laughs> that's a grim topic. So yeah. is nine right. eleven, and you're still up here. Just off your face, meanwhile saying that he's not a functioning alcoholic he's just functioning, yeah, that uh, was another interesting quote from that yeah okay. he
0: Art said i'm i'm not a yeah i'm a I'm a functional I'm not an alcoholic <laughs> he like <laughs> stopped himself from saying i'm a functional alcoholic uh,
2: yeah. and Churchill also uh famously soused through, yeah yeah throughout much of World War II. yeah he made it look better though.
0: The difference between Rudy and Churchill is Churchill makes us look good. <laughs> uh oh, real shit. real briefly, they're doing an apprentice for activism. It's called the activist.
3: Like
0: I don't you know. The apprentice, basically. Yeah. The contestants will engage in missions, media stunts, digital campaigns, and community events aimed at garnering the attention of the world's most powerful decision makers. And what? Just, who, then
1: who decides who's sexy yeah. enough to stay
2: this week? Usher. Oh, um, oh yes. Okay. <laughs> noted, noted activist.
0: Usher and, uh, and uh, Priyanka, I think.
1: Chopra? Priyanka Wait, Chopra Jonas?
0: Yes. Priyanka Chopra Jonas and one other person whose name I'm not familiar with. It's just so... It's like
1: predictable, really.
0: It's predictable. It's... Highlighting the like most cynical, bloodless version interpretation of the word activism, like at a time when we need when there's like real energy and we need people to think of activism as something that's like approachable and can affect real change. And Mm -hmm. they're doing going the route of like, well, you go with a think tank and then you like influence (laughs) the board of like BP to like invest in your fucking product. And it's just like, I just hopefully no nobody who's interested in activism will watch this. Hopefully nobody will watch this, but especially nobody who's like, if a young person who's interested in activism, watches this, they're going to be like, Oh fuck. Like what? Right. That's what activism means. Like Water is yeah.
2: important to me. And that's right. why I'm here to talk with the Rand Corporation, the good right, folks right. at Nestle and our friends at McKenzie. Right. Uh, that's where activism starts yes jesus
1: tell us H. about your ideas oh and we'd love to have you sit down with the folks at general electric to talk about your anti-war uh platform <laughs> yes they would yeah love yeah hear about it. they, they, have, they are so excited to speak they're with just you.
2: like shooting guns off right
1: yeah this totally has that energy of like what happens in boardrooms when like there are real stakes and but they're just like let's make this a weird product that has nothing to do with what it is because we don't even understand the importance of activism from our perspective because right. mm-hmm. nothing needs to change
3: mm-hmm. based yeah. on
1: how we live. So this would be a fun little show, right? Like you get all the people like who can make the best sign at a protest, like with only two <gasps> colors. No, no.
2: You know Those what I mean? contest. Like
1: yeah. It's going to be, be like,
0: on poster design. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
1: and, I, and I don't know like if they're how they honor like the actual spirit of activism through a show like this, you know, if you're, yeah. if it's really that important, like you, you'll just, you'll, you'll identify people to get behind and, and back them rather than like fight it out for who's the hottest activist. This right. Week.
2: Like who, like, okay. One city, three protests, who can get the most people, uh, right. everybody pull your, you're going to pull your protest at random from this, you know, this helmet And, uh, this helmet that was in Portland and your, uh, protest is going to be announced by this week's celebrity carrot top top Top, or whatever, you know, that's, that's
0: some Kendall Jenner,
2: Pepsi commercial ass. Yes. I was thinking the same dude version of activism and no hate to carrot top comedy is hard. He's doing shows every day at vacation
1: and his biceps are
2: harder. My
1: comedy is hard, hard. my lifting. biceps are hard <laughs> he will whip
2: the shit out of me if he oh, feels yeah. disrespected A big guy so. that
1: caratop you should see him he's got biceps
2: big. like he's Christmas hands he's big <laughs> <laughs>
0: did but you yeah. hear any highlights from the uh, Trump Evander Holyfield
1: no, fight I, myself. What? But, yeah, I haven't heard the only thing I saw was that like some woman was screaming during the moment of silence for 9-11 oh really like wow. they couldn't even get people to shut the fuck up for a moment of silence on for nine eleven, but yeah, it is what it is.
0: Anyways, Ben, it's been yes. such a pleasure as always having you. Uh, where can people find you
2: and follow you? Yeah, you can uh you can learn more about my shows, stuff they don't want you to know, ridiculous history, uh, wherever you find find podcasts like Daily Zeitgeist. Uh you can also find me on Twitter where I'm at Ben Bolin H S W. You can find me on Instagram where in a burst of creativity I called myself Ben Bolin. B-O-W-L-I-N. I'm <laughs> sad I'm gonna miss grimace, you guys. I'm gonna have to tune in tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting to that story. We're getting yeah. to the grimace. One story. of these days. One of these days.
0: Uh, And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been in?
2: I have to do it. This one is, I've been on some projects. So I've been away from a lot of social media for a little while. And I logged in to Twitter. And one of the first things I saw, I'm sure you guys saw this too, but I think we do need to mention it. Just read it to you. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make Mm -hmm. sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Nicki Minaj, uh, September 13th, 2021. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that will be in history books. The uh, just a response to that tweet, Roy Wood Jr. tweeted, I will say this, a woman calling off the wedding because your balls got swollen from the COVID vaccine is a great villain or origin story. (laughs) I totally (laughs) nailed it.
2: (laughs) Nailed it, Mr. Wood. Well, also, I also saw one where uh, somebody just said, imagine you're going to get married and your your cousin's super famous friend. <laughs> no, <laughs> tells everybody about your balls, or your friend's <laughs> super famous cousin. So you're talking about oh. your balls. I mean, that's like dangerous. But is it a PR move to distract from like the legal proceedings with uh, one of her family members? I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's a favorite tweet, but it feels like so tone deaf as to be calculated mm. rather than incompetent. Totally,
0: Miles. Where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexander. Check that out on twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance. Some tweets I like. Uh, first one is from J. Desmond Harris, Janae Desmond Harris, who's a great writer tweeted, I would pay to watch footage of someone doing their, quote, own research on vaccines. Share your screen, because I am absolutely dying to know what you're looking at. <laughs> that was mine, <laughs> too. That was so Share good. Share your screen. <laughs> I would love to fucking see that. I would, that would love to so see great. what, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is oh. this website? Okay, cool. Um, next one is from <laughs> at Doug J. Balloon, the New York Times pitch bot, tweeted, Opinion, I was a lifelong liberal Democrat. Then my Trinidadian cousin's testicles became (laughs) swollen. Um, And last one is from Elise Morales at Elise Navidad, uh, A L I S E. She tweeted My high school drama teacher would give us assignments, then perform them himself to show us, quote, what 100% would be. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) I'm just like,
1: (laughs) sounds like the most amazing scene in his show. Like, okay, thank you so much, Elise. Now,
0: uh, I will do this monologue. Thank you.
2: Thank
1: you so much. Oh, wow. What a hundred
0: looks like. <laughs> I'll just go with not that there's anything wrong with this tweet, but Miles did take mine with his own <laughs> Jesse at mama. Jesse C tweeted husband on his deathbed. Me. So you're on the remote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find uh, us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, for now. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy today?
1: Uh, this is a this is some fun bedroom type music. I say bedroom music because this man, this artist Spencer, Fucks. he does all <laughs> of <laughs> because he does all his, you know, he does makes all his music by himself in his home. That means you know the mm. fucking piano, guitar, bass, drums, trumpet. Yeah. and he's got like a really dope sound and I really, really enjoy it and it's this track is called No Direction and it's from spencer so it's got a lot of like it's like diy vibes he's you know he's a solid musician so it's it's, i don't know it all comes together but it has a really nice tone and texture to it so this is no direction by spencer his bedroom is a mess
0: though his bedroom is like a place Uh, of legend yeah All right. Well, we are going to suggest you go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But, hey, we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending.
2: And we'll talk to you all then. Bye.
0: Bye.